right. Hey, guys, this is uh, episode 38 of Eat, Drink, Write, and Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. We're going to talk about naming chapters. This happened to be something I saw on Twitter that someone asked a question about was, do you name your chapters or not? And I was like, that's our next uh, topic. Yeah. So that's what we'll be talking about. But first, how was your week? <laughs> Okay. I mean, work-wise, I don't know that I ever, that I told you, but I was doing this experiment and it failed. So that was Aww. cool. So I had to restart because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't one where it was like, I tested this thing and I was wrong. It was more like I tried to test this thing and all my cells died. Um, oh, so you still yeah. don't know the answer to your question. Right. Yeah. And okay. they shouldn't have died. Like that's not something that should have happened. So it was weird. And, and this particular protocol takes over a month to do. So it was, oh. it was very annoying. Luckily though, uh, so this part where they died like takes 18 days and I only got to day four, I think, before they died. So I was like, whatever, I'll just restart. It's fine. Um, so that's been that. I've been trying to get those cells ready to start that experiment again. And then uh, writing wise though, it's actually been really good. I uh, have been rewriting Louie and Delaney and I, I added like 7,000 words this week. So. Wow. Yeah. I love should... how you jump from work to work to work. I'm also still writing on Cat. So like I'm still working okay. on my Aura series, but Louie and Delaney is very easy to just jump into because like I already have, yeah. uh, I already have it written and I'm not changing the plot. I'm just changing, um, you know, I'm taking out excess scenes and I'm cleaning up the, the prose a bit. So that one's much easier to do, which is how I added 7,000 words. Yeah. Uh, in a week or whatever, but, but yeah, no. So it's, it's been a good writing week, which is, which is really nice. How about yours? Well, it was our anniversary this week, 35 yeah. years. Dad, so a lot of years, you're really old. I know we're old. <laughs> we had planned because 35 is a big mile marker. We had planned to be in the Caribbean about this time, yeah. but with COVID that didn't happen. So yeah. we went out to eat at one of my favorite restaurants, which is Bonefish Grill. And the waitress was wonderful. She took pictures of us so that we can commemorate our 35. Yeah. Um, so, so that was fun. That was really nice to, we spent a lot of time talking about remember when, remember when. So that was cool. Um, cute. Yeah, our, our honeymoon was something else. We had our car break down. We had someone break into our hotel room while we were in there naked. I know. I remember that story. That, yeah. <laughs> that was a lovely time. And so all throughout the day, I'm like, yeah, right now we were at that spinny hotel. And I mean, the spinny restaurant in Atlanta, the one that used to rotate, they don't rotate. Oh, the West End. It doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. I think some kid got caught in it, yes, but, yeah, but back yeah. then it was still spinny. So we went and had drinks there. That was all we could afford was to have a couple drinks there. <laughs> and then we uh, had our hotel room and in the middle of the night, this huge guy, I wake up and he's on my side of the bed, which is the farthest from the door. And he's walking around looking through all our stuff. Now oh we are, we were very, very poor. We had nothing <laughs> worth stealing. He's probably like, damn it. <laughs> I know, but I'm naked. Your father's naked. He won't wake up. I'm kicking him under the covers. And the guy turns around and looks at me. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to kill me. So <laughs> he was making his way back to the door. And finally, daddy woke up and was like, what the hell? And the guy's like, oh, your door was open. I just came in to close it. And well, I knew that wasn't true because he had been all the way over on right. my side of the bed. But yeah. we were like, yeah, just go away. Like, just get out. Just get out at this point. Please leave. <laughs> but apparently there was a football player that had 
keys to that room. He was allowed to come and use that room whenever. And so he just kept the key. And I guess this was before they reset the electronic keys after uh, the person. Yeah. So it was a long time ago, but that was a little exciting, but we were going through all our stories. Remember <laughs> when, and remember when Courtney was born and, you know, so it, it was a fun day to talk about the good old days. That's awesome. Uh, and then otherwise it was just court prep. So yeah. I got yeah. chaos court starting next week and I have court tomorrow, which I totally forgot about. So I spent all day today preparing for that. That was exciting. So that, that's been my week. What are you eating and drinking? So I'm, I'm drink. I'm going to start with my drink because my food is very, very strange. So my drink is a grapefruit vodka soda. You keep reminding me to put salt on the rim. And every time I always am just like too excited, I pour the vodka in and then I'm like, well, now I can't salt it. <laughs> um, so it does not have salt on the rim, but it is delicious and it's awesome. Uh, I use like Tito's vodka. Like I get the fancy vodka for it and all that. Kind of oh, it's, it's great. Speaking of vodka, when we went to Bonefish Grill, I had them make me a dirty martini because that's keto yeah. and I can drink that. And yeah. she said to use Belvedere vodka. Belvedere? Yeah. She said it's actually cheaper than Tito's, but so much smoother so that when you're drinking a, a cocktail, which is mostly like a martini, which is mostly the alcohol, you know how that out al that rubbing alcohol flavor, yes. it did, it did not have that. It was so smooth. So I'm going to have to change up the vodka for martinis. So I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's great. That's really good to know. Cause I'll start buying that if it's cheaper. Yeah. Cause I've always liked the Tito's like Tito's is great. That's my, but... that's my go-to is Tito's. But if Belvedere is, is better and cheaper than sweet. Yeah, yeah. And then my food is very interesting. It's, uh, so you know how we do our cheese plate and meat boards, like our cheese and meats and everything? Yes. So I have these two meats. I don't know what one of them is called, but one of them is salami. Okay. And the other one reminds me of pepperoni, but it's not quite pepperoni. It's got a different flavor. It's got a, it's got a specific name and I used like to Like a it. salami of some kind? Yeah, but, but it's like, uh, it's orange- and it's got like obvious spices in it and it, and it has like the grease of pepperoni or whatever. Yum. It's delicious. And inside I rolled them up and inside I put blueberry goat cheese. <gasps> that sounds fabulous. It's delicious, but I think it's probably one of the weirdest things I've ever tasted, but it's great, but it works really well with the sweet and the salty. Um, and then that so weird kick of blueberry. Blueberry goat cheese and salami. Oh my Lord, that sounds wonderful. It's really good. And then it's just funny because I have this blueberry goat cheese because Sydney and I did a date thing this past weekend. Oh. Yeah. And it was go to the store and pick five edible items and then blindfold your partner and feed it to them. And they have to guess what it is. And whoever guesses most correctly about you know, each other's items wins the game or whatever. That means you had to shop separately. We went in together and then avoided each other in the store. Okay. How fun. That is so yeah. fun. That's it was a great she, date idea. It was awesome. And she thought she had me beat with this uh, blueberry goat cheese. So she got that one and she was, and she, you know, fed it to me. And I was like, I know exactly what this is. It's blueberry goat cheese. And she was like, how did you know that? And I was like, oh, babe, like, listen, <laughs> I love my goat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't your favorite the honey goat cheese? It is, but Kroger yeah. doesn't carry that here. Like my favorite. Oh. So, but yeah. But yeah, we've we've had that blueberry goat cheese. That's one of our go-tos for football food. You yeah. and me and our charcuterie boards and our cheese cool. boards. 
It's so good. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's my food and it's, it's amazing. It's delicious. That is so wonderful. Mine's pretty wonderful today too. I wanted something different and fancy. It's been a day y'all just this preparing for court for tomorrow and last minute things. I had a judge's office call me and say, Oh, it was, this was three twenty, And she's like, we have court at three 30 and can you do this, this, and this? And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it's just been a day. So yeah. I wanted something fancy and my drink is a strawberry lime spritzer is what it's called. Oh. And I changed it up a bit because I'm keto. So it is vodka and strawberries, which we can have strawberries, but only in limited amounts. So it's only two strawberries and I, I cut it up. Yeah. And they were frozen. So they're acting as my ice. Oh, nice. And then I put some lime juice in it and I use the lime bubbly oh. to bring it up. And I love it. Your dad tasted it and he was like, it's too bitter. And I was like, well... You know, he you likes can, sweet drinks. He does. And you can add the keto sugars to it, but that makes it too sweet for me. Yeah. But uh, it, it's excellent and it's fancy looking. I got it in my little cup and my little lime yeah. slice. Yeah. And then for food, I made a keto version of Bang Bang Shrimp. Ooh. And y'all, this stuff is amazing. I'm going to post the recipe for any of you all that are on keto and even any of you all that are not, to me, it tastes great. I think that even non-keto people would like it. I guess non-keto people could use regular flour and that kind of thing. I had I used right. coconut flour, which honestly has a little bit of a sweet twang to it, yeah. which makes it better, but it's got chili sauce in it. And oh my God, it's so good. I'll post the yeah. recipe for sure. I'm going to need you to just, you know, pack some up in an envelope and just <laughs> mail it to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're on uh, any of those of you who are watching us on YouTube. I am matching the room right now. And I don't know why my shirt is purple. The room is purple and my face is purple. And I don't know why I think it, I, I left our good camera in Virginia for Nana and grandpa so yeah. that they could do we're recording. <laughs> wow okay um oh and now i have dogs in here you do have dogs with you now anyway i left my good camera up there so i, I because i couldn't get one ordered before we left and so i left the camera that was up there and i just ordered one off amazon and this one you can see in the outside it's it's curved yeah and i'm purple so <laughs> i don't know anyway those of you who are seeing me i don't know why I'm purple. I didn't, I just started drinking. So it's not. I was going to say it might be. Some alcohol. <laughs> I, I, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm working on it. By the end of this podcast, I probably won't be able to speak my words like usually happens, but right now I'm still good. Fair enough. Um, before we actually start in with my jokes and the um, rest of the podcast, I, I just want to take a moment to think about everybody who has been affected in 2020. There are so many horrible things going on and we're thinking of everybody that is going through that. We've got the fires that are not just, I know that because we're in the United States, we know more about what's going on in the United States, but Greece has had fires and Iran has had fires and Turkey has had fires in addition. And it's, it's horrible. The things that everybody is going through with that, the smoke, we've got smoke from the California fires here on the East coast now. 
We do. It, yeah. It's just crazy. There's been flooding all over the world. I think Cameroon has had flooding. These things are horrible. People's lives, their daily lives are affected. And then, of course, COVID, which I think right. is worse now in the United States than it is anywhere else because of our handling of it. But right. um, And then hurricanes and typhoons. We yeah. had five yeah. hurricanes in the Atlantic at one time a couple days ago. Isn't it, that a record? I think it might be. I think we've had five at the same time before. Or we might have had four. Yeah. But that it's crazy. And then Japan, apparently, Japan, Korea, and China got hit in two days. Well, two storms in a row. That was just catastrophic. So people everywhere are just suffering. It's been a horrible year. We're thinking of all of you. And I just wanted to take a moment for our, in our podcast to let everybody know worldwide, because we do have listeners all over the world. We are thinking of everybody. We're sending good thoughts. Absolutely. Um, hopefully it'll get better. Yeah. Yeah. So I have jokes. Of course you do. Let's hear them. Some of them are really, really, really bad. Yeah, but you say that every week, and then I end up laughing at them, so it's fine. Mm. Well, <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything on naming chapters. There is no jokes on naming chapters, so right, I just did some writing jokes, and I think okay. I might have used this one before, but I can't. I couldn't find it. So, what dinosaur is a writer's best friend? What a thesaurus. <laughs> da da da. Boom. Okay. <laughs> why did hollywood stop buying scripts from the frog writer why because his stories were repetitive <laughs> i like that one and then my last one why do writers hate the bible why it has terrible characters noah is the only one with an ark oh my goodness wow that, i, was I like that one that was go. <laughs> i like that's that great. one that's fantastic okay enough with the bad jokes so chapter names i mean what an interesting idea i i personally have never named any of my chapters but after doing this okay. episode i think i might so why have chapter names they give the reader an understanding of what's going on they can tease and incite that reader to read on. Yeah, I think that, uh, just to break in here for a second, I think that curiosity is super important in a story. Um, so no matter how you can uh, increase curiosity, I think you should in any aspect of your, of your novel. And I think uh, chapter titles provide a very unique way to do that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, and so I had, I had an example, you know, Lewis Carroll has a few works and one of her chapters that she used was down the rabbit hole. So, you know, from that, you know, it, it automatically gives you some context clues and obviously, you know, going down the rabbit hole. Well, what does that mean? Why are they going down the rabbit hole? Uh, what happens that sends them down this path kind of thing? That's intriguing. Yeah. 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 Chapter titles can set the feel for the chapter. You know, you know, reading that down the rabbit hole, it, it sets the whole feel of what that chapter is going to be about. Do you I mean, mean kind of like a, like an atmosphere for the chapter or like yeah. the tone, I guess? Well, tone, I think, is a little bit different than the feel, but both. I mean, yeah. especially in fantasy, because we deal with things that are crazy a lot of times. Uh, unbelievable, which we did a topic right. on on unbelievable. But, you know, if you talk about the magic flying in the trees or something like that, that 
brings a whole different level of, oh, what's going to happen? How do they fly through the trees? What's that? What does that mean? So, you know, being that we're urban fantasy writers, I think there is a lot of uh, leeway for us to use naming our chapters, which I had yeah. never thought about before. I have right. No, I hadn't either. Named a chapter. Chapter names have power. They can set the tone, which is what you were talking about, which to me, not just the tone as in writing tone, but also the reader's expectations. They set the expectations, which means you've got to be careful because you don't want to have a title of a chapter that is exciting to your reader and then not deliver on it. Right, right. Fair enough. It's also a great way to let the reader know the point of view changes and the changes Mm -hmm. in times. Like I read, oh gosh, he's a famous author but he wrote a young adult one that I read that was match. Oh, Pat, Patterson, James Patterson. Oh yeah. And usually he writes adult novels, but he has this young um, witch and wizard novel that he has written. And each title of his chapters were the name of the characters. So you knew right off the bat, okay, now we're going to go with, cause it was a brother and a sister. Yeah. And we knew, okay, we're in the sister's action right now without having to write it so that, you know, like Karen Moaning is really good at that. We've talked about her before. You, she doesn't have to name her titles with the character name because we can tell by the way she writes what character it is, but it does make it easier for the reader to say, okay, now I'm on the sister. Now I'm on the brother. Right. But so to break in here, Karen Moaning, I think, does resort to naming her chapter titles with character names eventually. Um, When she gets to, you know, uh, she's got Jada in there, and then she's got Mac, and then she's doing them both in first person. Um, I'm pretty sure she does use character names as... Does she? I didn't remember that. I'm pretty sure she does. She titles Jada's Jada, for sure. I'm pretty sure. And then also, Louie and Delaney, I'm writing it right now, and I actually, at the beginning of each chapter, I type who is who I start with, because they're also both first person. And, Which, you know, obviously... I didn't realize, I, I guess I lied. I, I have named chapters, because with my Hallow series, I did. I put, this is Hallow, this is Fable, this is uh, whatever the main character male's name is, which I don't remember off the top of my head. Now there's a reason I'm purple, because I'm almost all the way (laughs) through my drink. Right. Um, Did I interrupt what you were trying to say? Uh, Honestly, I've had half of my drink, and I don't remember. (laughs) Okay, so I think you were talking about focus. Yes. Chapter titles, helping you focus the story. Yes, which is, I need a little bit of that right now. So, (laughs) (laughs) chapter titles can help you focus your story. Um, Chapters that have a clearly defined mission and, you know, multiple chapters that have defined missions and linked together is an excellent way to build your tension in your novel. So, you know, if you have a a title of your, your story that, you know, this chapter is about this one thing. And then this next chapter is about this one thing. And those link together very well. You can kind of lead your reader as you're, as you're going through your story and bring them along for the ride. Um, and, it, and it gives a, a sense of focus about where your story is headed, where it has been, um, and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, so yeah, naming your chapters clearly defines that portion within your overall story. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and that can be a good thing, but I also, you know how artists it's all subjective. So sometimes you want to leave things 
open to the interpretation of your reader as well. You don't want to lead them too closely. Absolutely. I think I might have something about that later, but I can't remember if I added it in after redoing my okay. notes. I, I'll, I'll have to see once we get to a point. But I think I talked about that a little bit later, uh, you know, the, the cons of having a, a chapter title. Okay. Um, I wanted to bring that in too. Yeah, uh, definitely. So hopefully, hopefully I put that back in there. The chapter title can tie into your novel's theme, which I know you talk about a little bit later. But we've talked about theme before in general in this podcast. We've talked about it across several episodes. We've had a whole episode on it. Um, it's an important part of your story. You know, what's the purpose that you're trying to convey with your story? Um, and chapter titles can, can drive that theme home for the reader and, and be the icing on the cake. I, I think so, too. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then it looks like I doubled my notes. You so did. Cool. I cut it out, though. I am going to skip it. So chapter titles can also help orient your story. It's not just about focus. Uh, you know, we've all heard about the saggy middle of a story where, you know, you're trying to plot out the middle of your novel and you're just not quite getting there. You feel like your momentum is slowed down, that kind of thing. Um, and chapter titles can help orient your timeline when you get lost in that middle. You know, they can lead you to your next plot point and, you know, they can remind you of where you've been. So I like so that's that. Really that's, that's true. And not just for you as the author, but the reader too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I agree that it can be a tool as a writer to name your chapters and have a plan of what, can you hear the dogs crying? <laughs> I can a little bit. Okay. Y'all, I'm going to pause real quick. Hold on one minute. Hope you guys are doing well. <laughs> Were you talking about me while I wasn't here? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Okay, actually, this is probably a good time to pause and hear from the Wit Girls podcast. Guys, we highly recommend this podcast. It is uh, about the different 365 components that you can use, and you can use a lot of these in writing. So take a listen to their trailer. Hey, everyone. I'm Lisa Rasmussen, and I'm the host of Wit Girls podcast that I run together with my co-host, Christina Gibson. In our show, we share news and our own experiences from working with the Microsoft 365 Cloud and with a special focus on SharePoint and Teams. WIT stands for Women in Tech, but this podcast is not only for women. It's for anyone who wants to learn about these apps and how you can use them like we do daily. Sometimes we have interesting guests on the show that shares their story and knowledge. You can also hear us talk about our current projects, how we solve a certain problem, or we can deep dive into a specific topic. You'll find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podcaster, or any other podcast platform by searching for WIT Girls. And while you are there, don't forget to subscribe to us so you don't miss out on new episodes. Or go to witgirlspodcast.com. Cheers! We were talking about the middle and, uh, oh yeah, how titles of chapters can help not only you as the author, but your reader to know where they're going. I think, right. I think you're right. It helps move everybody along in the right direction and kind of leads them on. I mean, which, like I said before, you kind of want them to independently go there, but it can help move that plot forward which we always are looking of for ways to move the plot forward right so what are the cons why not have them so sometimes you have too many chapters i think there's actually a trend i read somewhere that there's a trend that chapters are getting shorter 
and there's more chapters in every book. And so if you have to name every single 115 chapters, it, it might, it might be too much. So be a lot, yeah. yeah, just think about your book and your novel and how your chapters work as to whether you decide whether to name them or not. Also, if you have a flow and the scene, you know, sometimes I end ended on a cliffhanger ish, but it's still within the same scene. And I want my reader to go ahead and move on changing that title. I might not be done with what I was trying. What are you doing? I dropped some food, but I don't know where it went. <laughs> your cat will eat it. Where is your cat? Usually he's behind you on that chair. He usually is. I don't know where he is. He must be in his cat room. Behind okay. Me. Okay. Okay. Well, this is a really good episode because we're both (laughs) losing track of what we're talking about. Oh yeah. You don't want to lose your flow. You don't want to have your chapter titles kick your reader out of the flow of the story. So sometimes you may not want chapter titles. There's nothing wrong with that. I have never had a, had chapter titles. You don't want to say you're trying to tease your reader, but you don't want to give them too much. Sometimes uh, a chapter title does, it gives them too much. And then they're like, I don't want to read anymore. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Cause I mean, as I was reading up on this, I came across that same thing. And one of the examples was, um, to- was in Tolkien's books and he titled the chapter, the death of character. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, Oh, well now I know that this character dies. Do I want to keep reading that or whatever? Cause I mean, I could see it working as like, make your readers curious oh well how did they die yeah but if it's like a beloved character I would be like are you kidding me you know of course and you can use you can use it though like right now my brain is stuck in Marvel runaways because that's what I've been watching yeah I finished my drink (laughs) y'all um and okay I lost my train of thought oh my goodness you're (laughs) you were talking about Marvel's runaways Uh, he just walked behind you out of that room he did. And yeah, we were talking about naming titles, oh, you know, the death of a About character. the death of. So there are things that it could be the death without being a, a death, you know, and so it might make your reader go, no, how can they die? And it might really, but, but you got to be careful with that because you don't want to trick your reader either. Right. You want right. to piss them off. You don't want to like cheat them or anything. Yeah. 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 yeah it, you might not want that reader to know what's coming. You, some, sometimes your chapters, if you tried to name them, would give away too much. And we, we just don't want to do that. And that okay. may be part of why I haven't named some of my books. I'm, I'm now, after doing this episode, I'm going to go back and look at all of them and, and see if there's something cool I could do with chapter names. But, you know, sometimes it's just not, it, it's not appropriate for your novel. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, I was, I was thinking about that too, but I don't think I ever consciously made the decision to not title them. I just uh, never thought about it. Right. And I think that's because, you know, Mercy Thompson doesn't have titles. Um, the Chicagoland Vampires, which I've read, doesn't have titles. Uh, you know, just most of the urban fantasies that I've read don't have titles. I'm reading one right now, uh, the Jill Kismet series, and hers doesn't have titles. It's all just numbers. Uh, and so I think that is really what I modeled my own books off of until, you know, doing this episode and talking about it and researching it. I was like, huh, you know, that would, that would actually be very interesting, you know, to look into and see if I, I want. I'm going to look into it for sure. You know, another thing you want to be careful about, another reason not to do it 
is that it can make your book seem trivial. I was reading a Reddit thread. There's, I think I've talked about Reddit before. There's a whole bunch of um, subreddits about writing. And somebody had written that naming your, your chapters can make it seem silly. And he gave examples. I should have written them down, but you know, he, he's like, it just turns him off. It demeans the whole value of the book when you have these puns or these cutesy titles or, you know, it's just too much. And I thought that is interesting. I feel like that's definitely a matter of opinion because, and we bring it up later, so I won't bring it up now, but I feel like it's definitely a matter of opinion. Yeah. I just, it's just something that it's good talking about it. It's something to talk about because like you and I have never really considered it. Um, but there are, there are times that it's useful. Be careful with it. Think about what you're doing. Right. So how do you go about naming your chapters? Hang on. I had more things. You had more things? Did I skip it? Yes. Okay. So, you know, sometimes it, oh, this is what we were talking about earlier. This is, this is where I was like, oh, I hope I added that in. Oh, we got Uh, off track. We did. Sometimes it uh, gives the story too much order. So you know, if you want chapters to blend well together, you were talking about flow, chapter titers, t- titers, titles, titles, <laughs> <laughs> hey, drinks, chapter titles may be too much of a break in the flow to add. And I don't remember what we were talking about earlier now. Uh, I'm, I'm a drink in so but uh, it, it can add too much order. And I think that's where, oh, the focus, you were talking about how well you can have. Oh, too yeah. Much and I was like, well, yeah, and I think I talked about that a little bit. And it and it it can have too much focus. It can have uh, too much orientation and it can have too much order and it kind of boxes your story sometimes. Yeah. Um, You know, it's hard as writers, we overthink things. Right. And try to step back and look at your novel as a whole and think about what you're trying to get through and decide whether, do I really need to name these titles or not? Right. We get so bogged down. Oh, I need to name the titles and it needs to be funny and punny and all of that. Name the chapters. Oh yeah. What did (laughs) I say? (laughs) Name the titles. (laughs) You said it twice and I was going to let it slide. And then you said it again. And I was like, listen. (laughs) Oh, well, we love doing this podcast. We have a great time with y'all. So yes. Okay. So are we ready for me to move on to theme now? Yes. Yes. I, I I'll do this. Okay. I'm done. Sorry. I cut you off. I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay. So how, how do you go about naming your chapters? If, if you decide that your novel is one that you want to have chapter titles, how do you do it? Yeah. So theme, like you said before, is a huge mechanism in naming your titles and yeah. To me, Karen Moaning is the master of this. Yeah. Fever series. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just want to say, like, with her Fever series, you know, when I realized what her chapter titles meant for the story, I was so insanely impressed. And I fell more in love with that series and was already in love with it. And that's where, you know, earlier I was talking about making your, them making your book trivial is a matter of opinion. Because these these chapter titles that she did added brilliant. so much to the story. Yes, they she, were so enriching. She that I think is absolutely brilliant. Right, right, and so that's what I'm saying is like it, it's definitely a matter of opinion. I don't think that having chapter titles is either good or bad. I think 
you know, it can be very enriching for your story. I think I it, think it can be great, but it doesn't have to be. Like you said, it's not necessarily necessary, right. but I, I wish we could say more about her books. She has been published for a long time, but I don't want to ruin it. If you all are going to read these books, I don't want to say too much. And our listeners should be fantasy, urban fantasy readers and y'all need to read these books if you haven't yet. So I don't want to ruin it, but she is brilliant. And you figured out what her chapter titles meant before I did. And you waited impatiently until I figured it out. You were very good. I remember figuring it out and I got up and I walked into the bedroom where you were and I said, mom, Karen Moaning is a genius. And you were like, okay. And I was like, just wait. I, and so, I can't believe it took us that long to figure it out. I know. I know. Yeah. But it was really good. Y'all, she's brilliant. So you, you really should read her Fever series if you haven't. Um, yeah, I think, I think the chapter titles were specifically Iced and Forward. Like, I don't think she did them for the original five books. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to go look now. I think the whole sure. book, I think her whole series was on that theme that it was we can't on that say. Theme, but I don't I don't think she titled all of her books that way. I think that's sort of nice. I okay. actually, I would bet you money. <laughs> well, let's not do that because I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure she started it in ice and then continued forward. But it was it was Brilliant. very geniusly done. She she's genius in a lot of things, like how she went back and added in that scene from that t- took place in book one. Yeah. With Barons. Yeah. 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 And it worked however many books later. Yeah, it was crazy. And we're like, oh my God, oh my God. She, she really is brilliant, y'all. Awesome. Another way to do chapter titles is to do plays on words. You know, each chapter can be a play on a word. If your theme is death, each chapter could be about death in a certain way. If your book is all across the world, you could have death in different languages. I mean, there's any number of things, which would be kind of cool, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, as above, so below, I could just see if that had chapters, how we could name each, and it could be death, or horror, or nightmares, or the dark side, or whatever. Right, right. So yeah, think about that. You, you can also look at your chapter as a whole and try to sum it up in one word. You know, these are things you have to do when you try to write, write, your, the, 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 write your query letter. You know, wow. you're, it's all about narrowing down things. And if you can narrow your chapter down into a word or two or three, right. that's a great possibility for a name of your, of your chapter. Yeah use character place place yeah wow use places or character names y'all my goodness um you know think of game of thrones where there's 50 million characters it would be helpful and i don't know i've not read his books i've only watched the series but it would be helpful if he did title those chapters on you know we're going into this character now and or we're going to this place now because sometimes the characters do interact And it could be the place that's important for that chapter. If you have a book with different plot lines, especially fantasy, you can use that place as a character, uh, 
as a chapter title. Oh my Lord. You are struggling now. I don't know why. I've only had the one drink. It's impressive. Well, I haven't eaten. So that could be it. (laughs) Another trick is to use symbols as names. So what made me think of this was fringe. Yes. And it took you and I a while to figure that out too. Yeah. Yeah, we would, you know, they would, great. they would have the hand with the five finger. I mean, the six finger, we all have five fingers, the six fingers and the frog. <laughs> and it took us a while to figure out that that was an alphabet yeah, and that yeah. each symbol at each commercial break led to a letter in the word that would meant something to that title, yes, uh, that yes. series, that episode. <laughs> wow. I might have to turn this over to you, um, but to me, that was brilliant. Fringe it was, was absolutely yeah. brilliant, and it got us excited. So I remember once we figured it out, we would get out that alphabet, and we would, you know, hold the alphabet, and every commercial break, we'd go, okay, that's an L, and, you know, and that was exciting, and that is something you can use in your books as well. Yeah, that was a really great tactic. Yeah. It was, and we can do that with our chapter title titles as well. Wow, titers. Okay, <laughs> like if your if your world has glyphs or magic symbols or whatever, you can use symbols, not necessarily words, even as your chapter title. Right. Yeah. Isn't there a series that we read, The Kingdom of Something, Throne Glass, Throne something? Throne of Glass. Yeah, did, Throne of Glass is a series. Did it have symbols in it? Uh, I feel like there were magic words that the civilization had forgotten about. The old magic was, am I thinking of the wrong series? It's just been a couple of years since I read it. So I don't really remember. But I feel like if that's the series I'm thinking about that using, she could have used symbols as the chapter titles and no one, it would take people, your reader, but think how excited your reader would be like we were with friends to finally figure it out. It's like, oh my God, she meant this. How cool is that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's something to think about. Um, super cool. But yeah, do research on episode names from TV series. I looked at Supernatural and that kind of thing. You can use idioms, which a lot of TV shows do. Common, common knowledge things like mommy dearest yeah you know that if you use that as a chapter title and it's not that type of situation it leads a whole other connotation to what that chapter might be about right i remember in supernatural one of their titles was a little slice of kevin which if you remember kevin was the prophet i don't know if you watched it all the way through i didn't but he was the prophet and so you know, it's a play on a little slice of heaven, right? To make it a little slice of Kevin. And there's so many connotations that go with that title. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do that with your novel as well. You you just have to think about it. It's just something I've never thought about before. Geeky references. I love it when there's some reference to something that I, as a geek get, and I know others won't get it. Like my mom and dad would never get it because yeah. they're not geeks. And I'm like, I know what that means. A <laughs> but doctor, I know it. <laughs> doctor Who reference or, you know, a D&D reference or something that only a limited number of us are geeky enough to know. That's Absolutely. kind of a cool way to do it. Another thing to do is get pictorial, which is, I'm not even sure if that's a word, but if you think about what would the cover of your chapter be? 
Oh, that's a really interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I really was so cool. proud when I came up with that. I was like, you know, that will help you see what words might might work. And to yeah. do that, search Pinterest. Pinterest is always my go-to first right. stop that I go to for pictures. But yeah, that that is think about what if you had to have a cover for that particular episode or chapter or whatever it is, what would that cover be? And that that's one, a really cool way to think of it for I, people who are very visual. I uh, think so too. Thinkers. Yeah. That's neat. And then another thing is the power of three. Do you ever notice how three words together often make a really great line, like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, or lions and tigers and bears, oh my, right. or the good, the bad, and the ugly, coffee, tea, or, and then fill in the blank to, you know, coffee, tea, or blood, or coffee, tea, or me, or coffee, tea, or whatever. That's, there's right. plays on those three letter, three word things that. Yeah, because it's super catchy. Mm-hmm. It is. It's whatever reason. Yeah. And then uh, there was one that I wanted to add to that was use lines of dialogue from the chapter as a title. Uh, it's mm. a, you know, like a defining snippet of dialogue can be both intriguing and descriptive without giving away too much information about what your chapter is actually about. I love um, that. Especially, I thought that was a super neat idea. Especially if you do that all the way through the book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's a, if it's a common thing and it, that means that they'll, your reader will learn every time they get to a chapter, this is going to be in there somewhere. And how intriguing is this dialogue? What does that mean? Why are they saying that? I can't wait to read to find out what that is. Yeah. I thought it was a neat idea. I think that's a great idea. You know, when your reader gets to that line, that's like, aha, I found the line that the chapter is made out of, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the chapter is named for. Wow. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to stick to my little writing here now. Very good. Um, <laughs> it should be about the chapter, not the plot, sort of. I mean, you do need to keep in mind the whole plot when you're naming your chapters, but it should be about that chapter. You don't want to disappoint your reader to have this really cool name and not get to that in this chapter. Right. Yeah. So stick to the chapter. Right. I mean, I think, I think that makes sense. I mean, it's kind of like common sense to me, I guess, but uh, you definitely want a title of a chapter to encompass the chapter. The chapter, Whereas yeah. The title of the book would encompass the plot of the book, I feel like, would be a good yeah. way to think about it. I mean, the chapter title might have something to do with the plot too, because you're moving the plot forward. There's a reason why you're choosing that, that title. Yeah. But like I said, you you definitely have to narrow it down to what happens in that specific title. And then you can always just number them or letter them or whatever, you know, I've never seen a book letter their chapters, but it could happen. I was thinking about it. I was like, there, there could be a reason. Think what if your novel being a fantasy an urban fantasy was about someone who is researching ancient civilizations. There could be a reason to have, that alphabet be the title of the chapter. Right. Or it doesn't even have to be the, our United States English American alphabet. It could be, you know, Sanskrit or whatever. Right. Which is, is kind of cool. Roman numerals, regular numbers, however you want to number it. 
Yeah, I feel like, you know, using numbers is just, in general, it's, it's just clean and easy to follow. You know, there's no way for them to intrude on your reader's experience. So depending on what you want for your story, uh, that might be best, is you don't want an intrusion or an interruption between your chapters. That's a good point. We've talked about this in other episodes. You don't want to break your reader's flow. They're, they're submersed in your world and you don't want anything to break them out of it where they might say, oh, I can put the book down now. Right. So by just numbering it, that doesn't stop their flow. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. if you're clever enough with your chapter titles, it won't stop the flow because it's going to entice them to keep on reading. But if you are not clever, which I have to learn how to be clever, you know, you don't want to break them out of that and have them go, huh, that's weird. I don't really care about reading that right now and put it down. Right, right. You have to be flexible. You know, just during editing, you're going to change things. Yeah. So don't go into it with this rigid, this is going to be the name of this chapter. Because when you edit it and as you write, your characters do stuff you don't expect and your story goes into places it doesn't always expect and you've got to be flexible on changing it. You know, I don't know if changing the title, doing the title of a chapter should be the last thing you do after the entire book is done. It would give you a deeper insight as to what titles might be appropriate once you're done with your first draft and you see the picture as a whole. Right. Or even just waiting for the end of the chapter, like just write the chapter first and then go back and name it. Because say that you are writing a chapter about someone who gets rescued. And at the beginning, you're like, okay, this one's called rescue. Mm-hmm. But then you go into it further and you have this great detail of like where they're being rescued from. So maybe it's, you know, a, a cave or whatever. And then you name it like the deep cave or something, yeah. whatever. Just something yeah. more descriptive um, and more creative. More meaning. Your reader yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I suppose I'm, I'm more of a panster, but it could be, if you name your chapters ahead of time, that could be sort of a rough outline to follow. Absolutely, yeah. But you do have to be open to changing things up. But it might help you. That might be a great way for you to plot. If you have issues with plotting, you might go through and have chapter names mm-hmm. that help you plot. You know, this chapter is going to be about this. And that, that gets you through. I mean, that might not be a, a bad way to plot if you're a pantster like me. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I think that's all I've got on this. Cool. Me too. I do have an interview question. Kidok. Uh, out of all of your main characters and main characters only, uh, which one would you want to meet the most? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Probably Beck. Yeah. Even though she's entirely normal, she gets involved in so many things. I would love to meet her. She is so funny and so cool. I don't know. I was trying to think. Trick would scare the crap out of me. (laughs) Yeah. She's, you know, her life has been hard. She is not funny. She is not light and fluffy. Right. She is all about protecting humanity and killing the demons. She would scare the crap out of me. If I could name a non... No, no, no. That's a future interview question. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm trying to think. Hello, Kata. No, I think it would be Beck. Beck. Yeah, I could see that. She just seems, first of all, I would want to meet her just to be like, why do you do the things you do? (laughs) So I think, I think that would get me with, with Beck. (laughs) What about you? You've got so many interesting characters. I do. 
the one that I'd want to meet the most is super interesting. I, I love Delaney just because she is a, an amazing person. Um, just the way that I've written her, uh, the things that she does and the things, the way that she thinks is, is so very kind. She's such a good person. I think out of all of your characters, she's the one I would want to meet. She's a very kind person. I would also love to meet Aiden, though. She just seems like she'd be fun to be around. She gets herself into a lot of trouble. She's um, like Beck. Oh, my God. Can you imagine a crossover with Aiden and Beck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they would die within the first five pages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think Aiden would be a lot of fun to meet just because uh, I'm also, I know her better than I think. I know most of my characters because I she's the first one that I ever wrote. Yeah. And so she is very much a person to me yeah, in my definitely. head. Um, and then, of course, I love Mac. Like, she's a good person, and she's great, and she's got her snarkiness and her trickster ways. Um, but I think either Delaney or, or Aiden would, would win the spot. I, I, I would like to meet your chef and have her cook for me. She'd be pretty good. That she'd would be, be cool. Also, you know, she can, she can make you think that you're tasting something else anyway. I mean, so. <laughs> how cool would that be to go into her restaurant with all the illusions she can do? That, that really would be cool. But I feel like if I did that, she would be, she would be standoffish because that's what everybody wants. Yeah. To get yeah. into her inner circle would be a hard thing to do. It would be difficult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just mostly because she has that fame that was kind of thrust mm -hmm. upon, upon her. She didn't ask for it. And so now she kind of, you know, she's like, I just want to cook. So here's yeah. my restaurant. Enjoy my illusions, but I'm yeah. going to be in the kitchen. If, if I could meet her somehow where I wasn't just a fan, right. That would be cool. She yeah. would be probably one I would want to meet. Yeah. But I know that meeting her, she would automatically assume I was a fan and, you know, she would be nice and she would be good like she always is, but I would never make it past her barriers and her walls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you're right about that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been a fun episode. I had really never thought about these things before. Y'all yeah. check out our website. We are at eatdrinkwritepodcast.com. That's where you can find everything, our emails, all of that good stuff, all our social media. Please email us. Please, uh, you can write us on our website. Yeah, I mean, even interact on Facebook. We've had some Facebook interaction this week, which has been super exciting. That was so cool. It was amazing. We had uh, someone discover us and share it to an Urban Fantasy Facebook page that I follow. So that was really cool. Uh, which, by the way, is uh, fans of Urban Fantasy. It's a really great group. They talk about Urban Fantasy all the time. I'm in it. I really enjoy it. And it was really, really exciting uh, to see that get shared there. Cause I thought it was, you know, one of our typical, we, we do lots of ads and pictures and that kind of stuff on our, on our Facebook. Um, and so it's it scrolled across my screen and I was like, okay, that's another one of our ads. And then I realized that it was not one of us who did it. And I, it was in a group that, you know, my mom isn't in. And so I was like, Oh, 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 this was somebody. <laughs> did this. And I was the most excited. So that yeah. really is so cool. Thank you all so much. Uh, we appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, what else is in our outro? Oh, we have a pay, a Patreon. <laughs> come, come support us, please. We need help. I need jokes. Uh, I need jokes. Totally different thing. Uh, our Patreon is, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash E-D-W podcast. W podcast. Come support us. 
if you do, we try to have things that are just for our patrons. We do have a patron. I'm so excited. Um, But, you know, help us out. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We've got monthly, it's almost time for our month end monsters and myths. And so let us know what myths. Speaking of, your sister says we should do shadow people. Oh, shadow people would be a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're freaking her out right now. Jordan? Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we might do shadow people, but y'all let us know. Let us know. We're more than game to talk about anything. I love writing and you love writing and and come join us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for listening, especially with our drunken babble. So thank you guys. (laughs) See you next time.